Hello and welcome to another episode of this particular album is very, very important to me. I'm Deborah Tarika. And I'm Joel Spence. This is the podcast where we ask people do we this is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share the, and here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Oh, hello, Deborah. Hi, Joel. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good. Should we start? Let's do it. Yeah, let's get right <laughs> into it. You're going to do that intro again, right? Uh, I can it was always full do of glitches. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a master editor. I know. You're also an amazing improviser. Like, one of the best I've ever seen. You teach also, improvisation, was... and you read that intro off your phone, and it really threw you for a loop oh. several times. Let's try it one more time. No. I think it was perfect. Okay, good. Thank yeah. you. Uh, well, literally, you're a te- high-level teacher at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, right? Just oh. checking. Oh, let's get into my bio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, so do you want to do yours first? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I picked the song Reaper by Sia. Broke down, that I would drown. Hoped I'd be found for I hit the ground. Sundays this isn't like the most popular song on the album by far. It's very poppy and it was very catchy and it's the first non-radio played song on This Is Acting that really grabbed me and I just listened to it over and over again because it just makes me feel real good. There's something like so powerful about her and her voice. I'm just gonna get right into it, just deeply into Mm -hmm. it. So I did not prepare Mm -hmm. a lot when I was pregnant for Mm -hmm. having a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we got the room ready. I didn't read a lot of books. I didn't read a lot of like, I didn't go on the internet a lot about it. I basically read like one thing that's like, your baby's the size of a plum. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to, all it'll do is scare you. And most of the information is, was true for those people who wrote it on their blog. But it will not be true for you. Exactly. So I like we kind of just didn't waste our time doing that because I knew it would just produce nope. more fear. But the one thing I knew is I was going to have a good birth mix mm-hmm. um, where like our birth plan was like very generic. Everybody makes you do one. But our it was basically like father does not want to cut the cord. Mm-hmm. Mom is allergic to morphine. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Except set to the music of two live. Cords. Yes. <laughs> I wanna dance on the open breeze, feel the wind in my head, hear the ocean sing. I got good things to feel in my life. First, I was like, and I like a lot of music. Sure, sure. Um, and I really wanted something that was going to be very, um, I needed like energetic and all this stuff. Mm. And for a while, I was like, when I'm pushing, mm. I just want to be listening to Sia because mm. it's so powerful. But then I started realizing like, I can't just have Sia because mm. if I'm pushing mm. for lo- a long time, mm. then I'm listening to the same like, because it's specific mm. songs. It's the same like eight songs over and over again. Oh, right. Can I ask yeah. uh, what position was Ani DeFranco's swan dive in? Yeah. You know what? There were, uh, I believe, so I had a lot of like songs on there and then Mm -hmm. uh, eliminated some as I went because I was like, do I want to hold my baby for the first time? Two. I've got friends in low places by Garth I've got friends (laughs) in low places. Because it's a song that like means something to me. It's like a funny song with friends. Ani songs on there, I think. Which were? Uh, uh, both hands. Mm-hmm. And, um, both feet. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully all face. of it. Yeah, I face. know all of yeah. it, but. Not a pretty girl. Perfect thing when you're having a girl. I'm not a pretty girl. Sia is like my like blasting, uh, you know, I, this is my theme is uh, sitting she's in my an car anthem. blasting. Yeah. yeah. She's anthemic. And there's certain songs like when when I was super pregnant and I listened to the song Alive in My Car, it just made me like burst I, I into tears. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Well, you should check it out. That whole album is like, at least the first, like the first two thirds of that album are spectacular. That's all. 
This Off is of acting? This is acting. Okay. What's your song? Well, this our featured album came out in 84. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, so I looked at 84, and I was a wee lad mm-hmm. at 13 or 14. And that's when Heartbeat City came out. We're the exact same age. Oh, okay. Yeah, Good. Interesting. Yeah. Want to get out of here? Hmm? Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> so I loved the actual title track of Heartbeat City. I think I like synthesizer drony type rhythm tracks. I think I want to crawl into them and live no, what's not there like? forever. Okay, this is a good one. You remember this? This is kind of in that. There was a lot of like Tangerine Dream kind of stuff yeah. previously to this. Yeah. There was stuff going on like that. I remember hanging out with my buddies mm-hmm. on the weekends, spending the night at each other's house. And uh, this song had like eight hits, or this album there, had like eight hits on it. Was there a video for this song? It might have, yeah, yeah, I don't remember it. Hmm. Um, I know there was a live performance video of it where it's basically <laughs> them playing to like a sequencer, you know. I just remember just walking around the neighborhood with this song playing. Giving birth. I mean, this happened to me, too. <laughs> this is on your birth list, yeah. your birth playlist. I made a, a birth playlist for Jenny, and I played it to her, and I also put it up with her with the visualizer, because she was in labor for oh, a very cool, long time, yeah. with the iTunes visualizer, and we had it up, because we were trying to not do Pitocin, yeah. you know, we didn't want to like Ugh. induce anything and make it go too fast, and we had like a cool doula, yeah. you know, who always smelled like weed when she would come over, yeah. a cooler. and she had a, a cool doula. Our doula was named Ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> because she was she great, had, but... she had to be. So we're in the hospital, and she's like, whatever you do, don't let them give you Pitocin. And so oh. we're like, so we refuse the Pitocin, and we're like, no, no, we're just going to be cool. We're going to do this all naturally. And then uh, the OBGYN comes in and is like, if you take advice from anyone else on this uh, pregnancy, I will never be your doctor again. And I think it's very likely if I don't induce labor right this second, your baby's going to die. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. Induce? Neat. Yeah. Um, so that was scary. Yeah. Wow. And then we got Ollie, who's a lovely dude. But yeah, the, the him coming out was real scary. Yeah. Screaming and yelling and yeah. Mm. That's so yeah. she did do the potato. Oh, it was hells yes. And yeah. then like there was a major crazy C section oh. and then people kicked the door open. Yeah. Uh. It's fun though. Yeah. I like him a lot. I'm taking him to the Renaissance Fair this weekend. So it's like at some <laughs> point, you know, the birth is stressful. So, then yeah. you're at the Ren Everything Fair. Else. We're going to the Ren Fair next weekend. Oh really? Yeah. I have to this day never been to a Me Ren neither. Fair. I'm going with you now. That is shocking from looking around your apartment, Joel, because this is <laughs> this is a armor. dude. This is a dude. Dude, between the guitars uh, and the, and the uh, bottle of Pernod. <laughs> well, anyway, that was the cars. <laughs> first famous person I ever saw in my entire life. Well, no, sorry. The first famous person I ever saw in my entire life was Squiggy. First pa- famous person I ever saw in New York was Rick Ocasek. Oh, no Oh, really? Yeah. And I'll tell you, when he's walking down 8th Street, you can't miss no, Rick Ocasek. He stands out, doesn't he? He is. It's like meeting Frankenstein. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you're digging this podcast, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Deborah and I love doing this show, and good reviews help us continue to bring fun guests and great albums to you. Special thanks to those of you who already have rated and reviewed. You know who you are, we know who you are, and we're looking forward to reading some new ones. And now, back to the program. Speaking of Ren Fair, mm-hmm. our guest... Is an actor, writer, comedian, director, and novelist. 
I am. That's a that's a new thing in my Wikipedia, and I didn't put that in. Nobody ever does. But it's true. Somebody it's put it magical, in. It's very weird. He hails from Oak Park, Illinois. Woo! He's best known for his roles as Lieutenant Jim Dangle on Reno 911 mm-hmm. and Felix Unger on The Odd Couple. I'd say that second part's not true even at all. Okay. That <laughs> show was on very briefly. We did I took, three I wrote half these, seasons. I took a real stab at it. You took a real stab. Well, there, you're, there are definitely your people that know me from insane. my biography is weird. So to pick yeah. four things to say about you was like very stressful. I had a lot of bits in there and there's, then took them all. <laughs> I love some bits, but here's the thing. There's people that know me from The Odd Couple. They are not listening to your podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. What do people mostly come up besides Reno? The biggest one I get is actually 17 again. Oh. In which I played uh, Zach Efron's like, I saw best that in buddy. the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you were a little girl. Uh, <laughs> when that came out? Yeah, you were a little, little I, tiny girl. <laughs> in his, his most recently published mm-hmm. book, Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of mm-hmm. Riddles. Yeah, I, I wrote a, a young adult funny fantasy novel, and it went to number two on the New York Times bestseller list. So cool. You know, just you, uh, this will lead into what today's album is. Do you know what it feels like when your book goes to number two on the New York Times bestseller list? No. Nothing. <laughs> oh. It feels like nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So there you go. Well, maybe, uh, maybe it explains we... my connection to this record <laughs> more than a little bit. Uh, please welcome Thomas Lennon to Hello, the podcast. Thomas. He's wearing black, as a matter of fact. I'm, I'm wearing black on the outside because black is how I feel on the inside. Oh, no. Yes. That's a perfect segue mm-hmm. into this album. Mm-hmm. Thomas P. Lennon? Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what extra P. stands for extra P on my website. If you've been to my the VIP area of my website, you know. Oh, yeah. oh I'm a platinum. No, diamond? My diamond? Oh, you're a diamond, then you haven't been to that room. <laughs> okay. What particular album is very, very important to you? This is an album to me... Uh, to say that this record changed a lot of things about my life is not really an exaggeration because, uh, so the, the record is came out in 1984. I was uh, 14 years old, and the record is called The Smiths. Well, it's by The Smiths. I don't I don't believe it has a title because Morrissey always puts titles on his records. Usually they're in quotes. So this one doesn't have that, which makes me think there's something up with it. I just, yeah. just I've, I've always considered that it doesn't have a title. Cool. Um, and... It was. It's of a couple songs in my life. I remember when and where I was the very first time I heard the first song on the record, uh, which is called "Reel Around the Fountain." Yeah. So where were you when when you? Heard I was this? at uh, uh, in the, the a porch in River Forest, Illinois, and this is. It's a weird thing that happened because this gets so specific. Yeah. But I was I was having my first ever makeout session. Oh, great! With. Uh, a young actress who was a little bit older than me, actually. I was, uh, I would have been 14, and Jill, uh, who was making out with me, was 16, which is also pretty neat. Yeah. She her. might have also taught me how to smoke cigarettes, <laughs> which was pretty cool, too. Pretty you cool, call her yeah. Jill, we know her as Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, me and Jill were kind of making out, and this is the first time that ever happened, and I, I poked my head up like a meerkat from making out. <laughs> Which obviously I was not great at, you know, yet. This is yeah, not movie 14, making yeah. out that's happening. Yeah. Right. This is a 14 year old who's never even tried it. Yeah. Uh, and I popped my head up because I was so overwhelmed by what I was hearing, which is this exact song, Reel Around the Fountain by the Smiths. Mm. I'd never heard anything like it. You have to remember this year, Joel, you were there. The the year that this record came out, also big hits were songs like Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Tina Turner. Yeah. There were a lot of songs were What's like... What's got to do with all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. There was like a lot of really, really cheesy shit out there. Yeah. Not that God bless Wham. They hold a great spot in the universe. Totally different. That yeah. we needed for... Uh, that time and everything was all the colors were bright and big mm-hmm. like white and not day glow and not these guys yeah. no holy <laughs> shit not these guys yeah. these guys put out a record cover where the cover looks kind of like a gay porno yeah yeah then i saw the record cover and i yeah i went in i ran in after the makeout session kind of dwindled and i ran in and picked up the record because my friend andy had this actual record the smiths and the cover is look it up google it kids if yeah. you haven't seen it it's mm. like very erotic mm-hmm. it's just weird yeah. yeah and then I was like ah shit can I be into this right I might this feels really gay 
Yeah. Am I really gay? I yeah. don't know. I'm only 14. I feel yeah. I'm a pretty open-minded guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at making out. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't just nail that makeout session. Maybe this is my future. Yeah. Maybe me, me and the shirtless boy records is like going to be what I do. And it turned out it is. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still been girls in my life. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this record, it was everything. And also because it hit me at a time where I was took myself a very seriously my parents fought a tremendous amount at mm. this time in my life um, right after this podcast I go see my psychiatrist yeah so uh, we have a very similar conversation yeah I believe it <laughs> am you bring I, the guitar am I kind of gay <laughs> kinda <laughs> what's up with me <laughs> why do my parents why do I only remember them fighting <laughs> yeah can we up my Lexapro or is that dangerous <laughs> yeah um Please flip the record. Yeah. It's so <laughs> it's a real similar session. Yeah, after don't that. sing along. But uh, I, yeah, I just felt like there was something about, and there's something about the Smiths that is interesting, which is the Smiths is very heavy music that's really fun to listen to. There's yeah. nothing heavy no. about listening to the Smiths, really. No. No matter how sad you are. I think he, uh, this this might be a hot take. I don't know, mm. but I find his lyrics funny uh, quite often. Many times they are. Yeah, um, it, it, I think part of it just is the is the mood of it and just how um, petty and conversational mm-hmm. he is with his lyrics that sometimes fit and sometimes he, look it feels like he's just singing a letter over these yeah. chords. There's some strange lyrics, especially on this record. Yeah. You have to remember, I think they're like 19 and 20-ish or something like that. Yeah, that's the other weird thing about the Smiths when they're putting out these records. The Smiths only really exist 1983 to 88. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's only four studio records. And it, and I was then, so surprised to yeah. see that because they feel so... Is prolific the right word? Like that's They loom large. Yeah. 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 They loom very lot, large, yeah. but there's really only four records. Yeah, that's there's crazy. There's only four studio records and there's a zillion bootlegs and things and, and their second yeah. album was like a compilation right like weird <laughs> they don't they've like 10 compilation albums okay gotcha. yeah the purists get really upset when you start talking about like louder than bombs and things like that gotcha. and the sound of the smiths which are all compilation records yeah but um uh the, the real records are this one yeah uh, Meet is Murder, Queen is Dead and Strange Ways Here We Come right. gotcha. which is really just which is amazing yeah um but so this, there's so many lyrics in this song that we're just like, what? What? Yeah. And also, here's what I love. There's songs about like this. So this was the era of like, wake me up before you go, go. And like, I'm going to love you. Like, we're, we're going to be in love forever. Mm-hmm. This song very specifically says, I'll take 15 minutes with you because I heard you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's way more closer to my life. Yeah. It's going to be like. Yeah. That yeah. was 13 minutes. Yeah. Other than like, <laughs> we're living forever on a prayer or whatever. And it's like, no, yeah. we're not. No, yeah. we're going to go in a closet. It's going to be 15 minutes. It's not going to be great for either of us. No. And then we're, yeah. 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 Everybody you, says you suck, but yeah. I like you anyway, which is, that's a great lyric of that song, which is, yeah. people see no worth in you, but I do. I think that oh. might have been the first yeah. what thing that... What a brutal that, line. Yeah. What a, like, the ultimate yeah. na- uh, nag. So, I was so, going to say nag. So, <laughs> that's a beautiful a, nag. one of the great Smith's lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're telling someone, everyone says, thinks you're horrible, but you're okay by me. Yeah. 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 Even at 14, were you like, I'm going to sit down and like look at all the lyrics of this? Or, or like, how did you like take in the music? I'm trying to remember if the lyrics then? are printed on the liner. I think they are. He's Wrong. also pretty clear. Yeah. I think yeah. he's not like R.E.M. No, there's never, on. you never have to guess. Yeah. Nobody ever except like early yeah. R.E.M. You're kind of going. The only yeah. lyric that's hard to understand on this whole record is when he sings, To the back of your car, to the back of your car, to the back of your car. That one's like that and one he took keeps me a minute. Repeating it, and you're like, I, I still don't understand. <laughs> what he's literally saying there is, I just, I just want to be tied to the, the back, back of, of your, your car. car. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's saying exactly what you thought. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty damn weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was your friend Andy? Uh, d- did he always have the albums that you that were more obscure? You know, I don't know. We. Yeah. Uh, he, he was much older than me, too, so he graduated after that. But then I, I went and got this record, obviously. Yeah. And here's a, the, a great tragedy is that the Smiths came through Chicago. 
but I was not hip enough. We, I mean, we didn't have like the internet and stuff where you would just like yeah. get a reminder of yeah. like, hey, this thing that you love and are obsessed with is playing at the Cabaret Metro, you know, yeah. tomorrow night. To see it night. in the right newspaper, on the right page, yeah. or and how You would have how had to have known, we, yeah. which I did not. There were cooler people than me who knew the Smiths were playing in Chicago and yeah. saw them. But All of a sudden at school, you not. see somebody wearing a shirt, yeah. you know, from the yes. concert the night before. And you're like, what? <laughs> a lot of all the Smiths records, all four of them for this period, were me, they were listened to by me in Oak Park, Illinois, uh, playing it on a, a LP while leaning out the window smoking Merit Ultralight cigarettes. <laughs> I was basically the a chain smoker. Brutal yeah. At 14, wow. I was already almost a chain smoker. Merit Ultralight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I smoked so much that I had to move down to Merit Ultralight, so yeah. I, was just, I would just hang halfway out the window. Yeah. And blast this music. Yeah. I guess I was pretty unhappy. <laughs> what is, yeah. like, uh, do you mm-hmm. think that this pushes you deeper into unhappiness too like and I don't no, I, I know you were just saying like that's not kind of the deal with the Smiths they feel dark but they're not I, I dark, feel I, I gotta say even now listening to the music makes me happy yeah like yeah. all of it even even the sad even like if I really like you said Sia yeah puts you in that kind of mood yeah. for me that is the Smiths I know it's over and it's not I mean, happy yeah. comfort happy no it's no like it's happy, like happy, happy anthem are we going through the second song? Yeah, we're already there. Oh, there's, you've got everything now. This is another heavy song. Yeah. This one's a weird one because it's like all about school, like high school stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I would win and you would lose. But you've got everything now. He's got. A, there's a lot of Morrissey songs about like, he has a much later song called We Hate It When Our Friends Become Successful. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like, Shade and Freude songs. Yeah. 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 And you've got everything now. I'm sure there's people who know who this is about. I wonder if it's about Billy Duffy from the cult. Oh, were they around? Well, Billy Duffy, if you've seen the movies, like, Billy Duffy didn't really want Morrissey in his band. Oh, So then Morrissey was alone and wrote lyrics for, like, a year by himself and just kind of did stuff. And then he met Johnny Marr. Yeah. Which was... What a meeting. Yeah. Amazing. Will Hines and I talk about uh, that a lot. It's just a pair... Like Lennon and McCartney finding each other and yeah. how and almost perfect. exactly the same way. I think literally, like uh, Morrissey went to Johnny Marr's house and was like, "Hello, do you want? Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to create the seminal band of the next four years with me? Yeah. We'll, we'll be playing at the Hacienda within three months." <laughs> they do. If you look on the internet, the Smiths from the time that they met, from the time that Morrissey and Johnny Marr met, they're basically playing the Hacienda nightclub. As a, like an almost fully functional band within like three months. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they had laid it they all out, explode. right? Yeah. Um, I think they wrote for this record. Oh, here's the crazy detail about this record that I think is super oh, interesting yeah. and not everybody knows. So this is the Smiths' first record, but they recorded the entire thing twice. Hmm. They did the entire record with a guy named Troy Tate, uh, and you can hear those recordings. They're cool. They're just okay. like real gritty. Okay. And then they just finished it. Finished the whole record and said, you know what? It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> they just didn't like it. Which is amazing, especially when you're like, if you're in what we do and you're writing a book or a script or something and like, and you finish it, that feeling of like you finished is amazing. Yeah. And to have, so the Smiths had the sense that their first record just wasn't, didn't sound good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So then they re-recorded the entire thing. With a different engineer. That's usually wow. reserved for later albums. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. No. They, had, the they knew, one. like, this right out of the important. gate. They're like, this is important. Yeah. These don't sound quite right. Yeah. And we got to redo it. So the re- they, it's a neat, neat lesson, I think, to people out there, which is like, hey, when you finish that thing, that's your first thing. Don't you, be afraid to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it counts. Yeah. And yeah. you've listened to the first... The Troy Tate songs you can hear, they're, uh, I actually have them, I could send you a link to them, but uh, they're totally good, but they're just a little grittier mm-hmm. and a little sloppier. They don't sound as like incredibly clean as yeah. like the Pretty Girls Make Graves and stuff. That's like everything on the... I forget the guy's name, John something. Uh, Everything's super clean on the other version. Yeah. Which would then be the rest of the Smith sound. It all sounds like yeah. so clean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was were, were the Smiths a band for you that were like yours alone, or did you have people where, you, like, every album that came out, you guys listened to it together, I feel like, or like bonded with people? In the theater department of Oak Park River Forest High School, there, we were heavy on Smiths people. There was a place in downtown Chicago called Medusa's, hmm. uh, which was a all ages nightclub, oh, wow. like a juice bar, and they would play things like The Cure and Joy Division and uh, The Smiths and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Another one. There it is. Nobody ever loved Nobody. something close. Oh, that's a different one. That's right, yeah. But it's similar, yeah. Yeah. This is on Miserable Lies. Love is just a miserable lie. Is that the third song on the record? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reel Around the Fountain. You've got everything now. Miserable Lie. Yeah. This is, and it got weird. And then it, then it gets really weird. With After girls Miserable Lie great. is just angry and weird and going fast. Um, <laughs> Miserable Lie is honestly not my favorite song on this record, guys. Except for this guitar part at the end, which is insane. Johnny Marr is a genius. Johnny Marr, if you ever look it up, is uh, The Edge has said on several occasions that his favorite guitar player is Johnny Marr. That's amazing. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've spent a lot of my life trying to learn some Johnny Marr songs because there's some really crazy hard ones. I'll play yeah. another one for you later. There's YouTube really, videos really, really, really of people just yeah. doing every track on every guitar track on a song going, well, here's the first track. Mm. I've been trying to get Johnny Marr to follow me on social media for mm, five years. <laughs> what I don't know what is? I don't know what else I could do. Yeah. Well, maybe I going on this podcast I, I never make stop it posting <laughs> like pictures of me with my Johnny Marr Jaguar. <laughs> I respond. <laughs> I at him all the time. <laughs> Have you met him or Morrissey? Ever? I've met uh, I've met Morrissey twice. Well, what was yeah. that like? Was that weird? Did you want? Was that like a goal? Uh, maybe I've met Morrissey three times, but uh, it's one of those things. You know, they say kind of don't meet your heroes. Yeah, probably don't with yeah. him really. The first time went well, and then every time after that, it's been awkward, and I just kind of avoid. Um, but the first time I met him, he was at the Cat and Fiddle. This is That's almost 15 years ago. Yes. He was always at the Cat and Fiddle. It was <laughs> yeah. his favorite place. Yeah. But before people knew he was there, it was like the first time I'd ever seen him there. And I was like, holy shit, that's Morrissey. And we were dressed exactly the same. Like jeans, <laughs> Oxfords, blazers. And I went over and I got down. I knelt down like he was the Pope. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Morrissey, which is, you know his name yeah. I said uh, would it be possible to get an autograph and I said I, I was listening to your arsenal in the car on the way over and he said oh yes of course this will be won't this be awkward for us now that I sit here and I'll sign my name okay this is awful and he just like it was real flirty and weird yeah, yeah. and it was great but I had, I still have that pinned up in my office that's yeah. cool but yeah that other times after did he know who you were no okay I don't think so not um, a state fan. <laughs> I don't think he loves the I'm going to dip my balls in it guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, every time after that, he gives off such a vibe that I, I always feel like, oh, don't say hello. Yeah. Mm. Just don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's going to go well. Yeah. Did you, know? you uh, were you into his solo work? Always. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm going I'm to pretty much an obsessive. Yeah. Is I, it? Oh, go ahead. No, no, please. I was just going to say that. I don't know that this. I don't mean this to be demeaning in any way, but I sometimes mm-hmm. do this in the car. Mm-hmm. If I'm mad at somebody, mm-hmm. I will uh, speak to them aloud as I'm singing like Morrissey mm-hmm. in a Morrissey voice. That's great. I'll mm-hmm. be like, "You're so miserable mm-hmm. to me. You've got no mm-hmm. future," mm-hmm. and it helps me. Yeah, therapeutic. <laughs> it's amazing. It's About people you know, or people mm-hmm. in the car next to you, or both. Or uh, people I like. I run it. People that piss me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Song four is Pretty Girls Make Graves. Oh, yeah. And this is the one where, as a young 14-year-old Smiths fan, you're like, hey, is this the gayest band in the world? (laughs) Um, Because the lyrics are literally, I'm not the man you think I am. I'm not the man you think I am. And Pretty Girls Make Graves. Oh, really? Um, This one is the one that, you know, there's a a little more of the lying awake in bed at night being like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I really like this band. So we'll see how this turns out. Did that, like, do you credit this band for pushing your sexuality in different ways? I don't think so, no. 
No, because that turned into be uh, pretty straight, I guess. But uh, but there's definitely always there's something about being there's something about the Smiths that was always like being open to like like the idea that like the lead singer of the Smiths is very beautiful, which yeah. he was at the time. Also, it was like he looked amazing. Yeah, he had those like cool glasses and he weird weird necklaces and shit and just yeah he dressed like a complete weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Did then the other guy seemed like a little tough and scary, you know, yeah. which I always kind of like. I like a band where there's like a beautiful guy and then scary guys. Yeah, something <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Some for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Did you try to like be like them? Mm, not particularly. I don't think. No. I mean, I, I definitely. I dressed. I was a weird. I was sort of a dapper weirdo. Anyway, I wore a lot of jackets and yeah. things, and um, I certainly pouted a lot. Yeah. I was certainly, <laughs> mostly up in my room smoking and pouting. My first yeah. knowledge of him. Um, or you hear everything at once sometimes is when you're first getting to know a band like that where it's like he's a vegetarian he's vegan and he's, mm. and he's, he's gay and he's celibate there was a, the long story that he was celibate yeah yeah which I think was only came from one article. It's a little bit like that story that Sting was into like twelve-hour tantric sex, yes. yeah. which was apparently like totally an offhanded joke someone made <laughs> that he then thought was hilarious yeah. and just so let funny. it. Yeah, all that but, stuff is so weird. We talked about the with Lauren Hill, where it was like she was anti-Semitic, but she wasn't. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like these weird things that just start. Well, she's going once. Definitely kooky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. the jury, the jury has come in with a verdict <laughs> yes. of kooky. Yes. Uh, for sure. Everybody Everybody yeah. rise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the people versus Lauren Hill. <laughs> this is the hand that rocks the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle is like, uh, I think, either the second or first song that uh, Morrissey and Mar wrote together. Oh. Yeah, it was very, very wow. early. Do you know how they would write the songs? It's super, super weird. What's that? The Johnny Marr would complete, like, a guitar part and mm-hmm. give it to Morris who, who would then write the lyrics on top of it. I'll be right back. Yeah. I'll take it up to the room. Isn't that interesting? It just yeah. doesn't seem like that's how you could do that, but I guess you can. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're these two people with that kind of connection. I mean, and that talent, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Yeah, they had, I think they had mapped it all out like you were saying, like, this is going to be our first album, this is going to be mm-hmm. the cover, this is going to be... No, Morrissey designed the cover of this record, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is gorgeous, shirtless dude. Isn't it yeah. like a mm-hmm. still from a movie? It is, and if you open it wider, like there's a guy next to him on the bed, kind of licking his lips. Weird. <laughs> it only gets weirder when yeah. you feel the onion of this record cover. You're like, hey, this record cover made me feel weird feelings, <laughs> and then you open up the bit wider picture. Definitely, the feelings are, are yeah. Did you ever? There's get literally a guy going meow meow meow. <laughs> did you get heat from the rest of the school, or did you have a pretty good crew? I was already like the theater guy. Yeah. Um, so where I rolled, it would never have really been a problem. I took dance mostly through high school. Yeah. Um, I was on the speech team. Yeah. I was in theater. We just cried and made out. There's a lot of making out and crying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is this is really the record for if oh you're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. This is your more happy music. What's mm-hmm. your sad? My sad music. Yeah. Uh, is um, if you have. Um, if you've ever been sad, I mean, I'm not assuming you're sad. Or is <laughs> probably more like the Pogues. It's angrier music, like the okay. Pogues and yeah, the Clash angry, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I have. I live uh, around the corner from one of the Pogues, really? which is one of my no one of the great achievements of my adult life. Wow. I live around the, uh, the corner from Fernley, the accordion player from oh, the Pogues. Wow. Yeah, we're friends now. He's the only person, the, literally the only human being I get starstruck around. That's crazy. But whenever I see him, I go. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into oh, like a little hi. Irish stereotype. Look at you, go there to you. Look at me. It's fairly. I got into this. Mm-hmm. I'm not like super into the Smiths, and I have no yeah. issue with them sure. or Morrissey or anything. But I just never. It's a divider for some folks. Yeah, but I, sure. I don't dislike yeah. them at all. But I there was like a point in my life, and it was either like right before college or right after college. I can't remember where I was like. I, there is a again a huge gap in my music knowledge. So I went out and I bought like The Cure, mm-hmm. The Smiths, like all the like mm-hmm. darker this kind of music, and like. But I, I think I it kept pulling me down a little mm. bit. Like when I put on 
I think about like disintegration and then it was strange ways like those kinds and because I was like I need to be able to like talk about this music yeah um yeah. and I don't know if it worked or not I'm glad I have the albums but yeah. it, it was just very it was like I should know these bands I don't do that with a lot of music I usually just go eh, okay yeah <laughs> but this was definitely an, a band that my my a few friends were into and I was like trying to catch up to them um I was a big REM head uh REM head uh, <laughs> REM head um but I think it was what's the uh, dar, 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 is that how soon is now? Uh, no, yeah, that's how soon is now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one to me was like, well, I'm a Smiths fan because yeah. <laughs> that song was so uh, gorgeous and lush. And um, was this charming man in this charming man on your album? Or I know it was uh, like a weird. Some albums didn't have it. Uh, I don't think in the original edition it's on it. Is it? Oh, no, it is on it. Sorry, let me look at the track listing. Ready. I still mess it up. Oh my god, I still mess it up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the jump top? Uh, the, that's um, my the guitar part that I'm always working on because it's well, so hard. Have you seen that? I don't know where it was, but it's uh, Noel uh, from uh, from Oasis. Oasis. Noel mm-hmm. Gallagher. Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that. I've tried to learn that guitar lick uh, over and over again, and I can't figure it out. And then they have a clip of Johnny Marr going, well, here's how you play it. And then he couldn't figure out his oh. I was like, I, I, I can't do it. Um, here's the coming up. So do you do Still Ill? We're on yeah. side B now. Let's do Still Ill. Sure. Yeah, do you mainly listen to this on vinyl still? Not anymore, no. Yeah. I have the vinyl. I have all Smiths on vinyl. Yeah. And I believe all Morrissey on vinyl. I'd be shocked if you did. But Yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, for ease, in the car and stuff, it's hard to bring the record player in the car. <laughs> no, no. When, and if Disagree. you live in LA, you're there a lot. Disagree. <laughs> I feel like side two is lusher than side one. It is lusher? Yeah, oh, do, do you get to each song and go, oh, this oh, one's my favorite? This one or is this one really your favorite? Still Ill really kills me, though, yeah. We can't cling to, cling to the old dreams anymore. No, we can't. He's 20. He's 20, yeah. <laughs> Will you listen to these guys while you does write? Does the body rule do the mind or does the mind rule the body? I usually don't listen to music too much when I write. Is it distracting? It can be a little distracting. Yeah. Although sometimes... <laughs> Writing the novel. God, I wish I could tell you this wasn't true, guys. <sighs> Shit, I'm just gonna say. We're ready. It. We're ready. Sometimes writing the novel, I listen to Enya. Really? Because it feels kind of Irishy. Yeah. But it also doesn't distract me in any way. Yeah. It just kind of creates a vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. Um, I appreciate. I don't that. mind a little Anya. Yeah. <laughs> I did. For once, I did not mean that to sound gross. Also, uh, you called her Anya. I know. You called her Anya, which was weird. <laughs> Oh my god, other lyrics. Does the body rule? This is pretty, I mean, he's 20 years old, and the lyrics are, does the body rule the mind, or does the mind rule the body? I don't know. Ask me why, and I'll die. Ask me why, and I'll die. And if you must go to work tomorrow, well, if I were you, I wouldn't bother. For there are brighter sides to life, and I should know because I've seen them, but not very often. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. What's, what I find so amazing about them, we've talked about this a little bit before, but the... They got so big so fast, yes. but they still were able to like stay true to themselves with their future albums. Yeah, which, which is as really you know, hard. I mean, we're talking about they were together shorter than you went to college. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> which is like I went well, to college not, in, in nine years. So. Yeah, <laughs> so they were together. Yeah, eighty three, barely like eighty eight. They were by the time that I got uh, the Strange Ways Here We Come record, they were broken up completely. That's so yeah. crazy. Which is like a weird thing to think about. Can yeah. they even be in the same place? I don't know a ton about. Can they be? Have they ever? Uh, have, I've read all of the books, so I yeah. could, we could do five podcasts about this. <laughs> From what I'm told, 
Johnny and Morrissey are actually mostly okay. Okay. Um, Morrissey is in no way okay with Andy and Mike. Got it. Because they sued them. Uh, you know, nice. they sued for, them for, for uh, cut of the songwriting royalties, which in the music business is everything. I mean, right. all the money comes from the who owns the publishing. So what happened was Mike and Andy sued Morrissey and Marr to be cut in. Morrissey represented himself in the case, which apparently, and apparently he was real snarky and mean, <laughs> and the judge didn't care for it. Oh, wow. And ended up, it ended up going that the the, ju- the judge found in favor of of Rourke and of wow. Andy Rourke wow. and Mike Joyce that they should have been included into the... So what I'm told is, and I don't know if this is true, but Johnny paid them, and Morrison did him. not. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so... There's definitely like super That's bad blood. So crazy. Also, that yeah. judge ruled that Lauren yeah. Lauren Hill was. <laughs> she was also <laughs> the ju- that one came back as kooky. Kooky. <laughs> yeah, came back as kooky. Okay. Maybe I'm simplifying it too much. I find it so crazy sometimes when I'm like, don't you have enough money? I know it's not about the money, but it's and the pride in it. But it's just like, yeah. what are we doing? You know. Yeah, I feel like I know. I agree, but um, it's tricky because like look at you too. I mean, the songs are uh, almost exclusively Bono and the Edge. You know, but they share. Somehow they kept it together. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. This is the first song written by the next song is uh, Hand in Glove, which is the first song ever written yeah, by was, these guys. It was their, might have been their single, too, with the first yeah. single, you know. This is a classic. This is a perfect Smith song because it's like um, Hand in Glove. If they dare touch your head on your hair on your head, I'll fight to the last breath. The good life is out there somewhere. Stay on my arm, you little charmer. But I know my luck too well. I know my luck too well, and I'll probably never see you again. I'll probably never see you again. I'll probably never see you again. So that's that's when I was like, oh yeah, this is exactly right. This is also the time of your life when relationships are easy, right? (laughs) Oh, they're so intense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Maybe it's because I was dating mostly actresses. Um, that definitely amplifies it. Which, you know, they're sensitive folks. Yeah. Yeah. When you got beyond high school or you started a new relationship, like friendships or mm-hmm. dating, how would you... it Introduce the Smiths to people? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, was that important to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. If well, you're going to be around me, you're going to hear just a lot of the Smiths. Do you, I think my, my, my wife, my first wife, Jenny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to date. To date. <laughs> She's my only wife, which is what, that's funny. Um, but. You on, I honestly was like, oh, fuck, I didn't know. <laughs> no. Like, I no. could have uh, Jenny and I have been married 17 years tomorrow. Um, and I, I really, thank you. I think she really got to a point where. She really got over Morrissey. Yeah. Like, over it. Yeah. I got pretty mad at Morrissey, actually. Um, and this took a while for me to get over, but I, I was seeing Morrissey at the um, at the uh, Santa Barbara Bowl, which is this kind of small bowl up Great in Santa venue. Barbara. Um, did he throw a little tantrum up there? No, I threw a little tantrum. Oh, you did? Okay. I threw a little fucking tantrum. So, um, it was Saturday... Before the election, where it was Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, I don't know if you know the outcome of that election. We have not revealed it yet. We told you we're not going to tell you when we're releasing this podcast. This could come out in 2015. We don't know. If this comes out, (laughs) if this comes out three and a half years ago. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a lot of like, it's a Morrissey, so crowd, so it's like a lot of young Latino people and then Mm -hmm. me and stuff. And he said something that really made me mad, and I actually walked out of the show, which is he said, Whatever happens Tuesday, we're fucked. <laughs> and I was like, huh. I was like, that's a really like horrible thing to say to yeah. young people in this yes. country. And it made me really, really mad. Yes. Yeah. And so I walked out of the show in a huff. Of course, no one knew that except for me and my wife. And we had like gone up to Santa Barbara only to see Morrissey. Yeah. Wow. But I was so angry. I sometimes have rage issues. You know about that a little bit, right? This all goes to why I'm going to the psychiatrist right after this. You've broken and the Lexapro my guitar. and stuff. Yeah, as a warning to the other guitars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that one made me mad. Yeah, yeah. That's... And I sent a, sent an angry email to Morrissey's manager. Did you? I did. 
Did you get a response? Yeah. No, no. We know each other. We're yeah. friends. Yeah. Dave, he's a good guy. Yeah. But I had to send like a bitchy, angry note just because otherwise no one noticed that I walked out of a show. It's like, who cares? I yeah. walked out of but like a But that means yeah. something for you to walk out of a yeah, Marcy show. Yeah. Like oh, that's a something. big event. Yeah. That's a big event in my life. Yeah. He, yeah. he said a few other things. I, I don't know what they are recently. I can't always. Uh, yeah. You there's don't a, have to a, love the person to love there's the There's a long, uh, <laughs> a long. Uh, YouTube video of me and Chris Gethard talking about Morrissey, mm. where I say I stand behind everything he's ever said. That's before some of the stuff he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things got a little weird later. Yeah, was it with with Jenny? Because I imagine mm-hmm. like it is hard to just like passively. I guess you could have this playing in the background, but it seeps in when you're listening to it. Or at least for me, like yeah. what did it affect Jenny differently than it affected? I don't know. I, the, the one person I know in my life who really, truly despises the Smiths yeah. is my dad. Really? Yeah. Because uh, my sister and I would play. We also had the tapes of all of these records. Yeah. So there was a lot of. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the way to Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. you know, which uh, can be a lot. Yeah. yeah. What was he into? My dad is a he's a Bob Dylan guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is before my before I got into the Smiths, I was mostly into Bob Dylan. Yeah. And uh, I still am into Bob Dylan somewhat. Yeah. 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 Uh, would he ever say, oh, his voice is not good? And you'd be like, dude, you like Bob Dylan. Uh, no, I never thought of that argument. But that is, <laughs> that is really, yeah, that's super true. Because that's like the cliched version of somebody who doesn't like Bob Dylan. It's like, his voice is like, so good. can't sing. Was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, was there a process? Not a process. This is me overthinking mm-hmm. it. You introducing this to Ollie. Mm-hmm. Like was has is it just like always been in his life? Was this a moment for you he where has, you were like, he is, it is time? He's got all my T-shirts. He has all my Smiths t-shirts. And he has also seen me play, you know, I play in a Smiths uh, cover band yeah. sometimes, yeah. So. Oh, what are they called? They're called the Sweet and Tender Hooligans. Um, and so, no, he's he's very, he's super aware of like that the Smiths is a thing. Yeah, that does he dads, like them? It's sort of like dads, it's kind of like dad's religion. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. other dads are Episcopalian, you yeah. know. And his dad is super into the Smiths and in a Smiths cover band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So does he, but is he like... Does he like them? Yeah. I've never seen any evidence of that. <laughs> Do you, does that make you sad? No, it's all right. <laughs> okay. Gotta, there's a certain, I think you have to get to a certain age before you can really get into the Smiths. Yeah. You won't just like the songs for no reason. You'll like them because you want the one you can't have. Yes. You know? Because it makes you because feel of, a very you understand, way. suddenly you understand what it feels like to want someone that you can't have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and going back to your original point, uh, with, like, they, these guys arrived in a place where nothing was like this. Fully formed. Yeah. Maybe but, maybe you could say, like, there's a little bit of uh, Joy Division that was like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're but right. But also the, the death of the so young of the uh, Ian singer Curtis, of yeah. Ian Curtis. That, yeah. Like, the next couple Joy Division records could have been... Yeah, very know, similar. It, but of course, they became New Order. New Order. was a great movie about that. Have you guys ever seen 24-Hour oh, Party People? I love no, that I need movie. to see that. Incredible movie about I need that. To see that. It covers all of the Manchester bands. Yeah. Weirdly, mo- except for the Smiths, because yeah. I think Morrissey wouldn't allow them to be oh, discussed right? hardly at all in that movie. Yeah. He's got beefs. <laughs> for, a, for a man who doesn't eat meat, he's got many beefs. He's got beefs in every direction. I like what difference does it make. I don't care what you say. Oh. This you is like a song designed for me. <laughs> Have you ever used the Smiths in any of your projects? No, you know what? I used to wear a Morrissey shirt all the time. It's very tough to clear the rights for songs. Yeah. Um, uh, even uh, that movie, uh, England is Mine, which is about young Morrissey and Johnny Marr, they have none of the rights. Huh. Uh, but um, another another cool thing about the Smiths, which was which is super weird, which is they they appear on two John Hughes soundtracks very really? early on. Yes, um, in fact, in Ferris Bueller, when he's looking, when uh, Cameron's looking at the Surratt at the Art Institute of Chicago, yes. which my dad was there the day they filmed that because he worked at the Art Institute. And he was, oh, it's crazy. He was supposed to make sure that no one melted paintings with lights and stuff. So they used the Dream Academy cover of Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Huh. And then on She's Having a Baby, he uses, it's always a cover. It's, uh, I think it's Christy McCall doing uh, You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby.
what you saying before that you wore a lot of Smith's t-shirts. Yeah, they, they, they've all shrunk now. <laughs> or, or I've expanded. Yeah. Ollie size. But uh, they're now all Ollie size. So he has a really badass collection of Smith's t-shirts. That's pretty cool. For a nine-year-old. I mean, he yeah. seems like a very cool kid. Yeah. He doesn't have the right kind of... He has, he's got, like, hair down to his shoulders, though. Does which he? no Smith's fan would ever have. <laughs> this is a great one. I don't owe you anything. One of my... <laughs> the odd details to me about this mm-hmm. album is... The uh, guest musician is Paul Carrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who Paul Carrick mm-hmm. is? Is he Plays not? The, is the keyboard guy? He's a keyboard guy. Because there's, on, there's even on Real Around the Fountain in the background, there's some yeah. keyboard somewhere. Yeah. He uh, he he's a singer uh, also, and he uh, I'm trying to remember his first. He had a solo album, but he played with Mike and the Mechanics. He sung huh. with Mike. And, oh, so in the living years. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's this guy. Yeah, it's Paul Carrick. Oh, cool. That's funny. He, of course, is on the second version of the album they recorded. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To sweeten it up a bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a heavy one. I don't owe you anything, but you owe me something. Repay me now. See, a lot of it is kind of like weird, sexy stuff. Yeah. Like, that feels a little weird. Like, we're under the bridge, and you yeah. repay me now for yeah. you owe me yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just feels like... Illicit. I don't want to go out tonight. But you will. Was this the album you picked because this is the first one you ever heard? Probably. Uh, just chronologically, this one. I mean, the rest of the Smiths records, there, there's a strong argument that The Queen is Dead might be a better record than this record. It probably is. Um, and Meet His Murder is, I mean, amazing. Uh, what do you think of Strange Ways? I like Strange Ways. It's just weird for me because I was listening to that and they were already broken up. Yeah. 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 Not many people were advocates of uh, vegetarianism back then, I don't think. Wasn't cool. As a, almost, as stars. Almost nobody except yeah. for Katie Lang and him. Yeah. They were like the only two, and they weirdly had the same haircut. Yes. Conspiracy? <laughs> well, same person. Or same person. <laughs> everybody else was like about, we're going to, like, Prince was like, we're going to have sex with everybody in the lobby of the hotel. And Morrissey was like, we're not going to eat anything, and we're going to not have sex. Yeah. We're like, oh, wow. <laughs> this guy soup's weird. Sex is bad. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't banned, it was just something like, we're going to touch and it'll be awful. So interesting. <laughs> did, the, did that stuff impact you at all? Like, did you stop eating meat or anything like that? Uh, I never did as a teenager. As an adult, I've, I've, I do long stretches as a vegetarian. Do you? I'm not on one right now, but I often am. For health or for mor- well, Morrissey? Mostly moral reasons, yeah. <laughs> Morrissey? Yeah. Uh, Suffer Little Children is a big uh, bucket of cold water, I think. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, remember how we said they were the anti-wham? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here comes, uh, yeah. I didn't Suffer know about these murders. You uh, do not know about them at all? I didn't. Before. Oh. Um, the Moore's murders. The Moore's murders is a really icky thing that happened just outside of Manchester, I think. So In the 60s, I think. People got very upset about it because... Uh, I, I guess they, they were upset that he uses the name of some of the vict- of the real victims in the oh, song. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. John, you'll never be a man, and you'll never see your home again. Oh. Um, but, like, this, the song is not... I, I've never saw this song as glorifying the murder no. of children. <laughs> no. I feel like it's How a sad song see? about something yes. that happened, yeah. which is like, yeah. isn't the tradition of music, like, writing about things that yeah. in your neighborhood? And this is just, it happens to be about something so gruesome. Um, there was like, I think, four or five, maybe six kids. And there were sort of random, yeah. as a couple that murdered them? It was them. a couple, which is, I think, one of the only times in the history ever of anything that a couple were killers. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple of those. Although this is weird, because it does lead to Morrissey. Then he wrote uh, Last of the Famous International Playboys about the craze. Also icky people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of is celebrating the icky yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like when I hear a cover, like just with you and acoustic guitar, with how you're singing it, it do, it's not that different from the 
tradition of of English folk ballads. Sure. Oh, yeah. And and particularly, I think "Suffer Little Children" is using the same things that those old folk ballads oh, do, sure. which is mentioning mm-hmm. people. Sure. The yeah. Legend of these people. The t- oh, yeah. You've heard some Irish music, right? Yes. All sad. Yeah. Except for streams of whiskey. Everything else is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant uh, Great Britain, and I said English, and I, what am I talking about? Irish. Of course, that's what I mean. I well, Morrissey's of Irish descent. He's uh, he? a British person of Irish descent. Although I will say, here's a in- really, really interesting detail. As a person who has always prided himself on his Irishness, I have an Irish passport. I have Irish grandparents. And I did my 23andMe. And this was exciting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, neat. I'll get to see how Irish I am. And it comes back, I'm 99.9% uh, Irish and British. And you know what the difference is, apparently? Yeah. Nothing! Yeah. There's no, there's no <laughs> difference! Those people that didn't like us that whole time, and we didn't like them. Right. Yeah. Deep down, we're all the same. I, I, science has proven it. <laughs> I honestly was like, you found out you were 100% Ashkenazic Jew. <laughs> like, I was like, no, no, where no, is this yeah. going? Turns out yeah. it's Polish. No, but I do, I got some new relatives in Castlebar, Ireland. That's exciting. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Uh, I got some weird new cousins. I think cousins. we're Scottish for some reason. I do have some Scottish on yeah. my mother's side. My, my mother's side is uh, McSheehy's, which is um, McSheehy's were uh, Scottish people who were uh, brought to Ireland because they were Gallaglass warriors because they were so super violent and angry. Yeah. <laughs> which again explains why I'm going right from here to therapy. <laughs> Go from here. Everyone should be therapy. in therapy. Yeah, Everyone the should be in therapy. Well, let's get you there. We should it's probably the do, um, what did we learn today, right? Yeah. Oh, what did we learn today? I, apparently, I learned a lot of the uh, lyrics to Hand and Glove that I'd never looked at closely. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I learned about them recording the album twice, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm glad we talked about that. Sometimes, in, in yeah. Try again. Do over. Mm-hmm. Even if it takes longer than the first time you did it. Right. It might be worth it. Well, I learned a lot about the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know a lot about the Smiths, but I learned about your doula and uh, mm-hmm. your. I like that the mm-hmm. like the doctor's approach of going like... Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. You yeah. have to do yeah. this or I will never be your doctor again. It was kind of great because it made us not like goof around and think about yeah. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it is easy to go. I went in going like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Like, I did have things in mind. Do whatever Jenny McCarthy just told me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and like thinking about like really wanting to listen to her doula more about like, mm-hmm. don't let the doctor break your water for you mm-hmm. or whatever. And then my doctor was like, I'm going to break your water. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like one second. Great. You just rolled over. Yeah. Thought about yep. it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's All do right. it. <laughs> Here we are. I, uh, one fun thing the night before Ollie was born, I was in a... Um, I used to have everybody be my friends on Facebook. I just accepted everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got a note from somebody that was like, hey, I just saw Night at the Museum 2 over here on DVD in Cambodia, and I really didn't like it. <laughs> a lot of notes for you. And I'm like, I write back, well, that's amazing because it just came out in America like two days ago. So you watched a bootleg copy of a movie that I wrote and then wrote me to tell me how shitty you thought it was. Whoa. Wow. And amazing that you wrote back. I get in like a full-blown like red Fight. wine and like internet feud with yeah. somebody mm-hmm. till like 2.15 in the morning. Jenny's water breaks at like 4.45. Yeah. yeah. I'll be right there, Jenny. Don't do the Twitter. Don't do feuds, guys. Oh, yeah. Don't do the fuse, because you're going to need to get up in the morning and be ready to go. (laughs) Any last thoughts on the Smiths? The main thing I think about the Smiths, because every year there's a giant article about will the Smiths ever play together again, Um, to which uh, Morrissey has said that he'd rather eat his own testicles than reform the Smiths, and that's saying a lot for a vegetarian. Exactly. That's his big (laughs) comment. So that seems unlikely. But there is... They bring me a lot of joy also, and I, I, you know, I'm not happy for them that it's through like uh, discord amongst yeah, them, yeah. but that they have like a perfect catalog of four records that are perfect that no one will ever touch. Yeah. And uh, honestly, in my mind, there's no band will ever touch them. And even if you watch them live, watch videos of them live, you won't believe, they're so good. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Um, but it brings me a lot of joy, just the, the perfection of something that they did. Yeah. You know, and that they probably won't like. I see a poster for Fleetwood Mac every year, and then there's another article that they're all suing each other again. Yeah, and then they're gonna play the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. but then they're all suing each other again, <laughs> and you're just like, quit, pl- quit 
dragging my heart around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, are, have you met anybody in your life or had any friends that feel the same way or even close to the same way that oh, you do? Well, that's, that's, it's interesting because tonight I'm going to play guitar with my friend uh, Dave Collette. But once you, if you hang around the, the Smiths cover bands, which I do a lot now, yeah. it, it does border on a religious experience a yeah. little bit. Like it borders on that. Even though everybody's also Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, pretty much. But so, yeah, for for me and the guys in the band, it's, it's just interesting to be in a group where the guys in that band can just instantly play and sing almost any Smith song. Which yeah. For me, it takes a little bit of work. But um, it's like having a, it's like speaking a different language a little bit too. Yeah. Thomas Lennon is an actor, writer, comedian, director, and novelist hailing from Oak Park, Illinois. He is best known for his roles as Lieutenant Jim Dangle on 911 and least known, I guess, for Felix Unger on The Odd Couple. <laughs> uh, check out the Ronan Boyle book series and look for new Reno 911 episodes coming soon on Quibi. Um, so you can find him on Twitter at Thomas Lennon. That's T-H-O-M-A- Good God, I hate myself. Hey. I hate myself. <laughs> at T-H-O-M-A-S-L-E-N-N-O-N. And at its Instagram at Thomas Patrick Lennon. Tom, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so thanks for much. Us. This has been beautiful. Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at this particular album. Follow us on Twitter at particular album. The show is produced by me, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by me, Joel Spence. See you next time. Campfire. <laughs>